On Valentine's Day, this is the title track from an album titled Be Love by Alexis P. Souter, a much-loved and celebrated blues and soul blues singer. And here is Alexis P. Souter talking about the roots of her music making in an interview here at WVIA in 2015. I think, you know, when you're a kid and if something feels good to you or candy, it's like candy, something tastes good to you, 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 you're going to dig on it, you know. And I think because I had seen my mother do it so many times and it was it was sort of natural and I just you know when she had me singing the little recitals and things of that nature and it was well received whether I sounded good or not I just wanted to do it more and more what was her voice like my mother was a soprano she sang with a lot of people whom we yes, would know yes she sang with uh just to name a few Mahalia Jackson Rosetta Tharp Quincy Jones the Hall Johnson singers, Clinton Utterback Ensemble, so many. Harry Belafonte, uh, Dionne Warwick, Mavis Staples. She sang with a lot of people. She was part of the church, too, so yeah, well, that yeah. was part of the impulse? Well, you know, it's really funny because I was uh, speaking to my mother about this uh, last week, and she... She said, you know, I really didn't stay in that music because gospel was more her thing. Like when she was doing backgrounds for like Harry Belafonte, Quincy, you know, it wasn't a gospel thing, but she still enjoyed it. But her fulfillment came from singing spirituals and anthems and, you know, things of that nature out of church. So that's what she gravitated towards more. And, you know, it's still to this day, that's what she does. What are some of those gospel tunes that you still remember from those early days? What do you oh, remember? Oh, my goodness. I still sing a couple. Uh, if I Can Help Somebody. I remember um, I was a little girl, um, and she had me singing in this recital, and it was a song that she had me doing. Everybody loved this song because I was so young singing this song, and it was unheard of for someone at that age singing that, you know, at that time, so... And what did you learn about the give and take with people who are in the audience when you were singing in church? Uh, I think it's more of a spiritual thing. I think that music is a really big part of church. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, well, I know for a fact a lot of people go to church to dump their sadness. And I think certain music brings about a certain joy. And sometimes you don't know what song you're going to do, but whatever it is, it, it's going to touch somebody. It's going to touch some situation that's going on in somebody's life. Alexis P. Souter and her band will headline the seventh annual musical extravaganza at the Scranton Cultural Center that they call Guitarmageddon. The concert will be on Friday, February 24th. And we had a chance to talk with Maria Santamaro of the Cultural Center, who's been cultivating the event since the very beginning. We talked about the evolution of Guitarmageddon over the years. I call it the year that never happened. I think a lot of people do too. But we had evolved 
from its humble beginnings, we were working with a local group with the founding musicians, Bill Coleman and Eric Brody and Sharon O'Connell on drums. And they helped get all all of this started. And um, unfortunately, both Eric and Bill passed away a year apart. And that was very, very sad. Luckily, we were able to bring them in. It was actually the year of COVID. That was the last show we were able to do before the shutdown. And we were able to bring the group up on stage and present them with a, a beautiful award. And, and they were honored at that show. But yeah, so it had evolved. It started out with the Soul Shaker rhythm section. And we would bring in different guitarists and all local and regional musicians. But it grew from there. And that was the design. It was going to grow from there. And we were going to feature full bands and then start bringing in more of the festival touring acts. And it's always in growth mode. It's still in growth mode. I was hoping by now it would be a two-day event, but we're not there yet. And I think COVID was the big hiccup. So here we are. And I think what is exciting for people, if they haven't attended, it's not just the great talent, it's the setting. The Scranton Cultural Center is a remarkable place. It is a, it's a phenomenal backdrop. It really is. Every year when I walk in for load-in at two o'clock in the afternoon, because like, you know, folks don't realize it's a really long day. And of course, facilities had that room set up early, early in the day. So that whole grand ballroom transforms into a huge, like a blues club, really. But yet it's got a proper stage, right? So we're not squished in a little space. It's a nice spread out stage and the musicians get to spread their wings and it's professionally lish and there's professional sound and it just makes for a beautiful presentation. And you have an all-star lineup this year. Again, I know. And I'm so thrilled. This I'm very good friends with Richard Briggs and the folks from Briggs Farm Blues Festival, well as Ginny Buckley, who's associated with the Reading Blues Festival. And then I follow what's going on with the other regional festivals as well. So that was always an inspiration. But the, the acts that have traveled through Briggs, especially just because it's a regional event and such such a large scale, they've already developed a fan base in our region. So that would make sense to bring artists like Vanessa Collier and and Solomon Hicks. And last year it was Joe Lewis Walker. So that was phenomenal as well. So this year, um, just trying to figure out what direction we were going to go. I had gotten so many requests for Alexis P. Suter. So you wouldn't think that that fits Guitar Mageddon, but we switch it up a lot. I mean, Vanessa Collier is a sax player, but she's got a phenomenal guitar player. So I think it's going to be a really terrific show. It's a terrific lineup. We've got the Dub Callahan Band from the Philadelphia area. Her husband's a, a wonderful guitarist. We've got Clarence Spady and the Electric City Band. So this is special because we had Clarence a few years ago And his band performed an acoustic set, which obviously he plays locally and regionally and his fan base follows him around and, you know, they see a certain side of Clarence. But Clarence's band is different when you see them at a festival setting or on a proper stage. So they don't often get to see that acoustic side. So they did a whole set that was acoustic and it was beautiful and that opened up the show. And the funny thing is, is you could hear a pin drop in the room. Again, there were like 300 people sitting in that big, huge space. Uh, you could hear a pin drop. It was beautiful. So this year, they're going to do their electric band. 
Uh, but again, you know, not exactly the same as you would see like in a local club. And, and it's all great, but it's it's different. So you'll see him like you would at Lancaster or some of the other bigger festivals. So yeah, so then uh, we've got the Clarence Fady and the Electric City Band. And then we have Alexis P. Suter from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, I have become a fan of hers. I had become a fan of hers years ago when I saw her at Briggs Farm Blues Festival. And I, she's so different and so unique. And it's just a, what an amazing force on that stage. Big, powerful voice and oh, just beautiful. Her music is, there's one song that she does and it's called Sway and it's just so, so upbeat and it just really gets you wanting to move, you know? So she really does the whole, the whole gamut and, and that soul, gospel, she does that too. I know she's done a lot of gospel brunches and, and that's what I was hoping for. If this were to go to a two day, that we definitely would incorporate that as well. And from what I understand, she comes from a long lineage of professional musicians. Her mom being a backup singer for folks like Harry Belafonte and and Mavis Staples. So that ties her in with the whole Levon Helm roots musicians. So amazing, amazing things. And that's the other thing too. With a lot of these artists, folks don't realize what their background truly means. You know, and the celebrities that they had the opportunity to play with. Exactly, Maria. She was a regular at LeVon Helm's Midnight Rambles in Woodstock, New York. She was always there with that changing cast of characters. Absolutely. I believe, too, that her band opened up for LeVon Helm's band at many places, if I'm not mistaken, such as the Beacon Theater. And yeah, yeah so she's developed a lot of fans from, from those opportunities as well. And with a group like any of the ones you will be having, do people spontaneously get up and dance in the space? They do, of course, and we encourage that. They, the folks really do love to be able to sit at their table and you know have their cocktail or their snack or whatever it is and, and really truly enjoy the music that way. And if they feel like dancing, they'll dance wherever. There's not necessarily a dance floor set up purposely because the seats start up very close to the stage it's a very up close and personal performance but they'll find a place and they i don't want to say the crowd gets wild but you know they're having a really good time and and the same fans they're so devoted so the the event itself has kind of taken off and people are like oh yeah that's right we have to get to guitar again in this year it's going to be great because it's always a good time and you see the same faces coming back and they travel some come from Upstate New York, like Binghamton and Philadelphia area and New York, and they'll travel up. Do you think that having an event like this at this time of year is a good thing too? People are hungry, right? They want to get out. They want to hear live music. I think that absolutely that's the case. And we did this by design too. The thing with the Scranton Cultural Center is we do better in the colder weather. And as we know, the festivals are usually outdoors in the warmer months and that's all great. We don't fare out that well in the summertime because everyone wants to be outside. And why would we want to compete with the other festivals anyway? We, we wouldn't. So yes, it is. It's during a time where, you know, you're just coming out of the holidays and January is kind of like, all right, just starting to do things again. And, and so February, I think, is a really good month. But also, you know, I purposely picked February, well, because it's my birthday. But it's, it's the celebration of black history, which how better, 
you know, we don't blatantly tie it, but it is tied in with, with black history. It's the history of the music, the African-American music, you know, so absolutely. We know where it is, but when is it? Scranton Cultural Center at the Masonic Temple, 420 North Washington Avenue in Scranton. Grand Ballroom, Friday, February 24th. Doors open at 7, and it is reserved seating. There are still some tickets available. I would definitely recommend getting your tickets in advance. Friday, February 24th. Maria Santamaro of the Scranton Cultural Center, who coordinates the annual Winter Blues Guitar Mageddon Festival. This year marks the seventh annual event at the Scranton Cultural Center, 420 North Washington Avenue in Scranton. As Maria told us, February 24th at 7.30 p.m. and headlining Alexis P. Suter and her band. This is the song Maria told us about, Sway. The fans will be out of their seats, no doubt, in the Grand Ballroom at the Scranton Cultural Center. Also on the bill, the Deb Callahan Band from Philadelphia. Clarence Spady, and on Valentine's Day, this is his original tune, Picture of Love. It's the seventh annual Winter Blues Guitarmageddon Festival at the Scranton Cultural Center on February 24th at 7.30 p.m. in the Grand Ballroom of the Scranton Cultural Center, 420 North Washington Avenue in Scranton, on the website scrantonculturalcenter.org, scrantonculturalcenter.org. All you need will be there, even clips of some of the performers. The headliner is Alexis P. Suter and her band. Also included Deb Callahan Band from Philadelphia and Clarence Spady and the Electric City Band. 
Again, for more information, ScrantonCulturalCenter.org. Event seating is reserved, seating cabaret style, and all the details you can find at ScrantonCulturalCenter.org. Only takes two minutes. Go to the left.